Hello and welcome to Dealer's Choice. What we've got here today is a very special episode. Some say magical. Some say magical. I say special. I'd say um, foul. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And oh, if you I didn't... already I already know the name of this episode. Oh, it's going to be a movie most foul. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> Please do something different. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be the best. <laughs> oh, I will. Yeah. Knowing me and my consistency. <laughs> so, as you would have guessed, uh, listeners, uh, I'm with my good friends uh, Zach and Morgan oh. today. Ooh, um, we've been elevated to I the know. rank of good friends. Uh, That's right. Not best, but good. When we unite. Uh, Behind hatred. <laughs> That's when we're best. <laughs> and uh, this week, is it's a film that uh, I have wanted to see since I first read the book as a small child. If you ever wanted to know the character of Alex Norrish, <laughs> watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> can we, before we get into that, can we discuss like your relationship with the books, Yes, Alex? yeah, please. I think yes, I'm yes, curious, yes, indeed. I, dated for years. I read all of them. I haven't reread them in years, but I oh, really yeah. enjoyed them. Mm. Uh, I read, I don't know what... Um, Owen Culp was doing these days, but they did one book in like an airman thing. I read that. I was a big fan of mm-hmm. their work at mm. the time. Yeah, my childhood was split in two. Uh, one one arm was Harry Potter, and the other arm was Artemis Fowl. And Both I... having controversial stuff going on at the moment. Yes, indeed. Uh... <laughs> What's the controversy with Harry? Uh, we don't oh, like no. we don't like uh, we... Rowling anymore. No. Okay. What did she no. do? Uh, what did she do? This? An- she's transphobic. <laughs> yeah. Um, why? Just go, go on Twitter and do yeah, your research. Why? why? <laughs> our, all, all you need to know is our childhood is slowly crumbling around. That's us. right. JK, um, you shoot yourself in like not even the foot. You're blowing your leg off. Why? Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, that's a, that's a story for another. T- that's a whole other podcast. Uh, right there. Nobody's perfect. Uh, exactly. Oh, um, <laughs> so yes, I I loved this book. I really did, and I liked how it didn't talk down to you. Is what I no, what I really liked. <laughs> In this book is that it was a kid's book, sure, but it dealt with these sort of complex emotional things. So the main person in Artemis Fowl is Artemis Fowl, but he's the villain of this narrative. And over the course of the books, what you like is that he became this, he was this villain, but he sort of became this more anti-hero type character. It's about growth. Yeah, exactly. There's this massive character arc that you've got. Yeah. Which like for the time, like this is not 2000s. It was pretty unique. Yeah. It was pretty unique at the time. Um. Yeah, no, I, I, like I like I think we all I, I read them all as well. I mm. really liked them as a kid as well, um, and I'm going to read them again because, man, I need to know. <laughs> yes, we all need to know what they did to uh, this poor Artemis. Poor Artemis, indeed. Is this your, Alex has brought along the first book. He's, yes, he's I have. It's got it. nourish written yeah. in it because I took it to school to read. Is it uh, your case... favourite one? The first one? You... Yeah, very it much so. It all off? Yeah, yeah, very much so. The first Ooh. one is my favourite. Mm. I do also like later on. Mm. There's a time travel one where he meets yeah, himself. Yeah, I remember that. I as remember a that. as a child before the events of the first book, and he sort of sees how far he's come. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I'm, like, um, sorry, watching this movie, I didn't know that I remembered so much, and there's mm. all this stuff coming back to me, going, oh yeah. Oh, they fucked that up. <laughs> so, you know, uh, listeners, I have the traditional uh, uh, release of the book, which is this sort of gold book. It's sort of shiny and it's got sort of, it gives the impression that it's uh, bound. It's got the sort of the lock on the front cover, you know, mm. mystery awaits. It's got sort of gnomish written on the front. All this sort of mystery that you get. Alex um, is gesturing a lot with his hands right now. And uh, the gold book wasn't in the film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, he had his dad's diary, though. Yeah, that, which that was like the a same. whole quest to was find. Was that an actual thing? I can't remember. No, no. it wasn't. His okay. dad, his dad in the book, isn't aware of the fairy. Yeah, like that's, a, I, that's, that's a specifically okay. Artemis thing. 
So let's just let's just break oh. it down. Uh, this film has been in the making for twenty years. It has actually quite oh, an really? interesting wow. um, production history. So Miramax <laughs> bought it. Harvey Weinstein was going to produce it. When Miramax was bought by Disney, they went through three oh. or four different directors. We eventually settled on Kenneth Branagh and this, and they were going to merge the first two books together. Uh, <laughs> Artemis Fowl and Artemis Fowl: The Arctic Incident merged them together. For one film, which is always a bad sign. Is that the second book? I yeah, thought... the Arctic Incident is the I second book. And it's, like, it's got the, the silver... Co- no, no Infinity okay. is three, isn't it? Yep. Okay, yeah. okay. Please, get it right, Zach. <laughs> you call yourself a fan. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's been 15 years, my dude. <laughs> um, and so then we finally got it. Oh, no, it was supposed to be released last year, and then they delayed it to May this year, and then we were why. told that it wasn't getting a cinematic release, that yeah. they were just going to dump it on Disney+. Plus. Mm. I'm glad I didn't pay money to oh, see so this Oh, so was I. So was I. In this a way. This is like the perfect obvious, like, movie that should be dumped on Disney+. Plus. Obvious mm-hmm. joke, but in a way we all paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it was released uh, just a little while ago, and so, you know, I, like many eager fans... A couple days before we recorded this yeah. is when it dropped. Like many eager fans, wanted to see what they did with it. Uh, the first trailer was interesting. Um, I was intrigued, a little cautious, because they sort of seemed to get the tone a little wrong in the first trailer. And I was like, well, you know, we've all seen bad trailers before. Maybe the film won't be like that. But the film was oh so much worse than um, the first trailer. <laughs> I have an analogy that I was working on, which... What, do we want to do a summary? Yeah, Okay. Okay, so a long, long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, a little boy lives under the cup, <laughs> under the stairs. <laughs> no, no. Um, Morgan, do you want to do it, or are you happy with me? You can okay. do it. Go, so, you so, started. Go. Yeah. Anonymous Fowl is a 12-year-old boy genius, and he, in uh, the movie... Criminal Mastermind. Criminal Mastermind. Please. Yep, he, so, he, he self-proclaims himself he, at the end without really being a criminal. Oh, he did kidnap. He Holly. is... That's a crime. Uh, he is uh, a part... <laughs> Of this crime family, because his father's a criminal as well. Antique family. Antiquing family. Antique they go on taking on the weekends. Yeah, that's um, right. With their pickup truck. Yep. Who who believe in the f- hidden fairy world, which we find out is a world that exists. And the fairies live below us, not among us. They hide themselves from humans. Um, and Artemis's, fa- uh, Artemis's father gets kidnapped. And he's tasked with retrieving a very powerful fairy object to get his father back. I think that's a fair summary of the movie. Yeah. And what's the what's the item called, Zach? Oh, the Oculus Rift? No. no. <laughs> the Aculos. The Aculos. And um, I like just had acorn, a, but... I had a quick flick through this uh, first book here. And uh, nowhere is that phrase uh, included. So that was made up. For the film. Yeah, I googled it. I'm like, is this in it? And it's a fresh wiki page and it only refers to the movie. <laughs> well, I stopped I stopped watching it midway through to look up if if I wasn't remembering it correctly. I go, I don't remember this uh, Aculos being in this book. And then I was like, no. It's so fascinating because, like, for me, this was a, a roller coaster that I was trapped on. <laughs> Interesting that you could get off. I didn't feel like I could at any point. <laughs> yeah, I was sort of, I was like, well, I want to talk about it. So mm. I have to continue mm. watching it. Uh, but it was um, part of me. I, You know me, I've never yeah. left the cinema watching when watching a film. And like, I never paid left for his it. room watching this <laughs> I've paid for it. I want to sit there no matter how bad I think the film is. <laughs> But this one, if I had paid to see it, I think I would have walked out. Oh, really? That's yeah. a bold statement. Mm. I don't think I could have looked away. It was like, it, it is that I get older now. It's watching a car crash. It's fantastic mm. in its terribleness. Um, I don't think there's spoilers in this movie. I don't think this movie warrants spoilers. I don't think it's even fucking like 
giving it too much credit to say, oh, we can't talk about this without spoiling it. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm, not even, I'm not even sure exactly what happened. I'm not end, even so. going to recommend. Like, don't watch. Now, what? This. Okay, let's go. Uh, let's just go. Good things. Oh yeah, I've got. I've got something. Um, I actually thought Root was okay. I thought Judy Dench did a. It was one of the only parts of this that I didn't hate watching, <laughs> or not hate. Like one of the only parts where I was like, oh, she's trying. Yeah, and what was interesting is when it was initially yeah, yeah. <laughs> announced that she was cast in that role. I was quite angry because it robbed the character of Holly so much of her initial arc, which was that she was the first female fairy. Let's talk about that. Okay. So, yeah, I understand your frustration with that, but you also understand they can't do that these days. Listen, I also understand that you need someone perhaps a bit more of a calibre known actor, actress in that role. No, no, it's, it's less that. It's more that, like, unless they're doing a period piece for the 2000s, it would be so jarring for audiences to have to watch a movie where that's the first female officer. Yeah, it's a different, culture. Yeah, different, it's different culture. culture. It's still like it's Disney. Like you, you understand what I'm saying? Yes, I understand what you're saying, but it I'm robs not... such uh, fulfillment yeah. from the. Yeah, I feel like they did worse to Holly than just robbing her of her character arc in this movie. Oh yeah, no, they did. Um, um, yeah. But so what they what they did was replace this strong independent woman narrative with daddy issues, really. Pretty much, yes. With a child as well. I thought that was very... In, rather than trying to do like a Peter Jackson Hobbit thing where you just got different, like, trick perspective and you actually have a woman in the role or a young, like a, a young she teenager. Was fine. I thought she was fine, but it, I was thinking like, what if this film was successful and you had a franchise? What were you going to do? Yeah, well, no. Espe- like, because... They make the joke that she's like 80 in the movie. Yes. And then you go, but she clearly ages between the, if there was, which mm. there won't be, a second movie. <laughs> oh, she clearly come on. ages you two don't years. Know. This could be a success. We could just all be very wrong. Mate, I would love it. <laughs> I would be so for them making another one of these. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was against the casting and it gender swapped one of the characters. And I was like, okay. I was against it because it robbed that character arc. I wasn't yeah. against gender swapping as a general proposition. It was just that it robbed yeah. that character arc that annoyed me. But I did think Judy Dench was one of the highlights yeah. of this film. Yeah, she needed a lozenge for most of the film. But I but liked it was, that. Uh, I liked that she was genuinely gruff. Do not do not start me on the voice. <laughs> she was McGruff the crime dog in this. <laughs> like, and I didn't mind it. Judy Dench and then mm-hmm. Josh Gad. Mm-hmm. I was like, and Josh Gad did a lot of talking, and I'm like, I need him to stop. <laughs> I need it. To stop. That's one of my notes. Diggum sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm all for Josh Gad being mulch Diggum, sure. Mm. But the voice, I was like, no. Oh, I know. I, I can't do this for the whole movie. And it's like, oh, he's narrating this movie. Oh, he's <laughs> sorry to take another positive that maybe you guys will have. I actually didn't mind the depiction of how the dwarves eat because that's uh, that was one of the things from the books. They stayed faithful. that I love. And I wrote, the, I'm like, one of the few oh, things like, that they stayed. I was like, how are they going to show this? And then I'm and like, oh, this actually, is horrifying. I love it's, it. Yeah, it's great. It's actually what I envisioned it doing mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. books because it's supposed to be like, what the fuck is yes. going on? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I watched right. it with Alana who's not familiar with the books and she was like, What's going on? Yeah. And is that coming out his butt? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yes, I'm like, this is. is like one of the parts where it's like they didn't try and make it accessible to a wider audience. It's like literally there. If you yeah. read the books, it's like, yeah, you get it. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, what is happening? <laughs> I suppose it's one of those challenging things because there's the dwarves in the books. One of my favorite parts is like, all, like because dwarves in the books have like their bodies are this, this cacophony of little tricks and secrets to get out of weird situations. Mm-hmm. Like Diggum tells us in the books that all dwarves have like a a break bone or something to to just like dislodge everything in their body and i think it's his one of his toes if he cracks one of his yeah. toes his whole body just like 
what's the term? Um, evacuates everything, just explodes it out of him, just in case he gets stuck or something. Mm. Um, they have the hair that turns rigid when you pluck yes, it. Yes, indeed. And in a book, you can Which just wasn't really shown in the film. Yeah, yeah. And in a book, you can just kind of say, oh, you can just make a paragraph explaining that. Yes. But in a movie, it's kind of challenging because it mm. just comes out as exposition, which is all over the place in this movie. But that's a challenge for an adaptation, which in this movie, I like that. They approach challenges like this. They're just like, we don't really want to try. <laughs> What's the, how do, while we're talking about Mulch and Dwarves, how do we feel that like, he was like a giant dwarf? That was stupid. That was, that was ridiculous. Unbelievably yeah, right? a bad choice. I feel um, like they never specifically say that dwarves are super short in the book. No, like, he's no, just surrounded really. by yeah. other... Well, no, in the book, yeah, but in the film, he's surrounded by all these other... No, sorry, I was yeah. agreeing, yeah. Like, yeah. He... As far as I can remember, and again, my memory's not the best, I think he's one of the only dwarves you touch with. I don't remember there being another dwarf. No, I don't character. think so. Yeah. Um, but he's supposed to be really interesting. I love him in the books. And mm. he just, I don't know if it was Josh Gad or if it's whatever the um, marketing research that they had to change his character because it just didn't gel. They killed it. Like they just, they, as in like they took it out back and shot it. Just didn't do a good job. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, that's a, uh, that's a sign of more to come. Uh, uh, Morgan, do you have a positive? Um, um, <laughs> <laughs> How do you like Colin, Colin Farrell? Positive. I do like Colin. I love Colin Farrell. He's great and everything. Mm. Um, Shouldn't have been in the film. <laughs> no. No. Uh, positive. Positive. Just looking through my list of notes. <laughs> um, everything seems to be... Uh, <laughs> Um. <laughs> okay. Maybe if it was written better, the Artemis casting would have been good. I, I disagree. I'm grasping the kid. Yeah, that's that's fair, that's fair. Here, Zach. Nothing against the kid. I Maybe the it was kid bad was direction. Okay, but yes, mm. I think the kid was okay. Mm. But he was not given the material that was like Artemis. I don't know. I, I think in an age where we've had an It film, I don't think it's fair to just be like, oh, he but was But he's all right. significantly younger than the It kids. That's true. Maybe, I feel like for a movie, you probably should have aged him up, made him like 15. Mm. I know that defeats like a lot yes. of his growth, but you could still have some of that. In a movie, you've got to shorten stuff down and stuff. I think it would have been easier with a 15-year-old because there's stuff he has to do in this and pull off that just comes off like a cocky dickhead mm. from yeah. a kid, which he, is unfortunate. He like, needs to be more like... Yeah, like he needed to have that, and I know like Sherlock's older, but like Sherlock, like he need to, yeah. like mm. this this disconnectedness, but this like apparent like smarts, like but he's yeah. too like he's too kiddish, I guess, and like well, yeah, and but the film doesn't even attempt to show that thought process. Like I, I think one of the best scenes in Sherlock Holmes, the Robert Downey Jr. one, is when we see the whole thing slow yeah, down that's and he p- picks apart yep. all these things yeah. and then can execute. We see none of that other than the fact, oh, guidance counselor, your chairs are fake. Yeah, there's like, oh, I'd love to talk about that scene because <laughs> damn, that's so many, so many wrong moves and so interesting. It's right at the start of the movie. I know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to pick one positive. Um, so that they won't do another. <laughs> is it, that's, uh, that's is a big it Foley's skirt? Oh, yeah, mm, that, the the suit skirt. That's, uh, JK would have hated this movie then. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it's supposed to be? I don't know. I only saw it in the end shot, and I was like, "Is that a skirt?" Yeah, I saw Foley's it straight away. I'm like, mm. "Is he supposed to be transgender, or is that just what centaurs wear, or is it not even a skirt?" I think it's hard to tell because it's a different culture. Yeah. Well, there's that too. Yeah. But he nays. He shouldn't nay. He's half human, half horse. 
Like he shouldn't now. So he, he should can uh, do whatever he wants. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> but positive, Alex. Come oh on. yeah, my positive I'm is curious. I liked the uniforms that the uh, fairy yeah. leprechaun had. I was like, there, there's some detail there. I was like, that's a pretty good. Like, there was a know. moment when she was like looking at them. She's like, I want to fly. It's like you get a chance to fly. I'm like, I thought they had wings, not Guardians of the Galaxy spaceships. <laughs> yeah. Which is exactly what they. Look. And then she had wings later, and I'm like, but I'm like, are they just getting rid of the wings yeah. altogether and they fly spaceships? It's but... Fascinating that a people who can fly yes. <laughs> need to need invent space spaceships. Ships. That's another thing. I'm like, why do they have an army? Like, I know that they they're a police force. Yeah. Why do they have a military army? Mm, yes. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Just in case. <laughs> Just in case. That's mm. fair. That's fair. So that would be the one thing. But so that, you uh, liked some of the design. Yeah. I, well, yeah. Okay. The that's design fair. of the uniform. The uniform I didn't like the design across the board. I didn't um, mind the time bubbles. I thought well, that, that was, was an interesting a nice sort of visual effect. But I, I wasn't sure. Like I, I, I thought it was cool. I wasn't sure what was happening when it was like breaking down mm. and like what the whole yes. point of that. And then like mm. it's like we lost a fair. It's like what they just got sucked in it. But then like it just. It was really weird. We mm. just throw in some Doctor Strange type visuals and hope people oh. don't notice. <laughs> Not uh, even. No, Doctor Strange was great. Like the visuals. Oh were yeah, brilliant. It, it was like Doctor Strange alive. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's hard. It's it's really hard to find a find positive. positive. But we're gonna <gasps> dump on the negatives in a minute. Yes, oh. I think so. Um, Before we go into negatives, I liked the house. The house itself. I'm, I'm yeah. a bit of an architecture buff. I didn't mind the house. The house cool. was definitely that, the money I could piece. see that being like Fell Manor. Like, yeah. I believe it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, sorry, I agree. I, I think the house was quite nice. I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I keep like getting, like, I keep thinking about the movie and just blanking because at the movie, there's so many dumb moments. Like, yes. you're just going, oh, oh no. Um, mm-hmm. Would we recommend this movie? No. No, run fast, run far, do not watch it. It's not film. even like, hey, if you liked Artemis Fowl no. as a kid, it's worth watching. It's not. No, it's Don't. not. Just read, read, read the book. It doesn't resemble now, Artemis Fowl. Now, I'm not usually one to recommend bad movies, but this fell into the category of bad good. No, it did not. I was having a lot of fun pointing... In my mind, no. Going, you had a lot of fun because bad. you were because you... looking forward to coming to this podcast. <laughs> okay, that's true. Not everyone can have that experience. No. That's question. true. Is it? Do you reckon this is going to? Do you reckon kids will like this movie? Do you reckon no. this is going to open up Artemis Fowl to a whole new generation? He's not. Nah. He's not Harry Potter. Like um, it's not going to be. I think there's a couple of reasons kids maybe won't like this movie. There's just not enough like proper wonder. There's some scenes which are supposed to be like, oh my god, look at this magical world, and they just are weird and very bland. Um, like the first scene where you see the fairy world, you're supposed to be like, oh my God, look at all these random weird creatures. And you're like, but there's a lot of other movies that do a lot better than this one. Yes. Um, and all the action is not confusing, but it just doesn't have a purpose. It's not framed in a way not which actually way. Uh, makes sense. None of the characters are, I would think, given... Any sort of room to... Anything cool that mm. a kid would be like, oh, I want to watch this again. Um, now, as a child, I must admit... All I wanted was a suit, and I was denied a suit from mum and dad. They said it was too expensive. So that's why you wear a suit every day of your life. Pretty now. much. Uh, that's right. <laughs> a little insight into my uh, psychology right there. That was a right good there. idea from your parents. Uh, <laughs> they're like, it's too expensive. You'll grow out of it. But all I wanted was a... When I was Artemis's age, all I wanted was a suit um, and a scar on my forehead. Uh, <laughs> bit of a weird kid. It's um, very gold. That's it. Uh, oh, no, I had that. <laughs> Um, so I guess maybe the suit and the sunglasses. I just think back see, to when I was that age. See, I that was okay. You say the sunglasses. I in the book, it's like he's clever. He outsmarted them. But in this, they even made that lame by making him like Ray Bans and yes, having like I a know. blue. T- I like, know. They the way looked he like, walked like, annoyed uh, me because he was clearly told, "Oh, strut, 
and it's unfair to put this on him. I think this is probably oh, the director's it's a bad problem. Direction, yeah. The way he struts just comes off as so stupid and purposeful. Oh, it's just it's just so wrong because it's like very clearly Kenneth Branagh either didn't even try to look at the books or he was not given any leeway to make them anything like the books. Like this felt so much like D- Disney wanted to make the movie that they've been making for ages. Yeah. So they just slapped a face on it. Mm. There was parts of the film where I was just like, you've just slapped the Artemis Fowl title on this thing yeah. and it doesn't resemble. Yeah. Like when you get introduced to Butler's niece and I'm like, Juliet is such a cool character. <sighs> See, that was, given so they aged her, they aged her down to be the same age as him, mm-hmm. which I was like, okay. I, I, maybe just so we can have, cause kids always work better when there's someone. There. And then like, it's his niece now, but also she didn't do any, I don't know. I just, the, she didn't the do movie's anything. way too crowded. Yeah. yeah. It's like, why have her here? That seems like a character you could introduce in another movie. That would be an interesting like uptick, and mm. maybe that would create some tension between your characters or whatever. It just felt like you were throwing her in there, and yeah, you're right, does nothing, and it's kind of distracting because she has this like cool intro where she beats the shit out of Butler, which fucking twelve year old no, um, <laughs> no Butler's had that much training, it's not funny. But you got to do that for a kid. Kids got to be like, yeah, the, the parents don't understand. But uh, yeah, you're right. Like, why, why, why have her take up screen time that you could use to do something interesting? Yes, and um, just while we're on the Butler family, um, he doesn't—he's not referred to as Butler. So in any, they—they they specifically go out of their way to be like his name is Butler. Do not call him the Butler. He doesn't like being called the Butler. Like, I was but listening in the books, to the book. He is called Butler. Yes, and in so they the call first him... pages. He goes, "This is Butler, my Butler." Yes, that's that's the, that's how he's I've introduced. Got it here. Yeah, uh... please, please. But Read like, it verbatim. Yeah, and then, so they called him Dom or Domovoy. So, I'm not a big fan they, of like, this Dom is the problem. But this is a problem of their own making. So they cast an African-American uh, actor in the role of Butler, which is fine by itself. It's actually, but I you think, cannot, would be an interesting But you cannot way to call it. an African-American character Butler oh, with all this racial overtones. Oh. So we're like, oh, well, we'll call him Domovoy or Dom. Anyway, I just throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, that's fascinating. On the face not, of it, I don't have a problem you're trying to do, with diverse if you, casting. Yeah, if you're trying to do a diversity thing, why we, don't they have, make him uh, like Chinese, Japanese? Well, he's described as Eurasian. Yeah, in the book, he's why described him, as Eurasian, so he blends in wherever go they really go. really fucking left field, make him Mongolian, and be like, yeah, he's just he's just our butler. I'm on the trivia page at the moment, and it says director and producer Kenneth Branagh says he always envisioned a black actor for... Oh, black specifically this black actor, Nonzo, because he loves that guy, Anonzi, in the role of yeah. Butler. He loves so that's that guy. Why he's he in cast. so much yeah. shit. So he's I always a man. I, I like this that guy too. He's a fantastic chase. actor. He is good. I hope this isn't a wild goose chase. Butler, he said, his voice soft and clipped, especially after Cairo. So he refers to Butler over and over again, yeah. and the Butler family, and it's always yeah. Butler, 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 Domovoy. I didn't even know his first name was Domovoy. Yeah. I remember reading it like the first time. I'm like, I don't know what. Th- I'm, I'm glad it's called Butler because I don't know what this name is. Because I was a kid, I'm like, what is Domovoy? Is that a name? Yes. Yeah. Um. So that was a problem of their own making. There. Oh, a lot of it's yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, um. So we're we're we've segued into negatives. I just want to take just one. Can little we go moment bit here. by bit through the story? Because I, I think, I think, yeah, I think I, well, we've all probably got notes, and I think our notes. Well, I, I as I wrote my notes as the story went through, I think those will help us, like, yes. keep with the structure of the story. Yes. So uh, I'm going to start where the film should have started, 
Um, which is so the opening chapter of this book is that he gets the book of the people. There's no dad's journal yeah. there, so he gets the book of the people off a drunken off a drunken uh, sprite. sprite. Yeah, so he's figured out that these people exist. He knows that they've got this sort of guide summarizing their you know culture and methodology. That's another and thing he, they robbed off him. Like yeah. he figures it out. He, yes. his dad doesn't drop him into it. Hmm. He is smart enough to figure out that there's this shit going. They on. kind of rob him. Like they kind of set him up as like he's smart but we never really demonstrate that he's That's smart right. that much there's like one bit and this is not like the part the whole point of the first book especially is they are see and he outsmarts them at every turn mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. they first come and the shit like he outsmarts them but by outsmarting it's literally they fight and then shoot yeah. the thing like it's not even like a clever thing no, it's literally like no. we stand here and now we're gonna fight and yeah. then we're gonna shoot the shield thing and then it's, you just go why didn't they just keep sending people after over at that and moment. over again yeah. like, surely you know, Dom can't fight 50 fairies at once anyway um, so it, it opens in Ho Chi Minh where they meet the sprite yeah. there. And that was in the f- first trailer, that scene with the sprite was in oh, the was first it? trailer, but, but it was make, not in the film. That doesn't make sense in it the film. It does not make sense in the film at all. So I wonder what the hell happened to the film. Did we have to segue into dad's, uh, to be fair, what did happen? That really confuses me. I reckon me. the film's changed mm-hmm. a lot. Cause I was just on the trivia. Colin Farrell was never announced as part of this film. Wasn't in the first trailer until this year. So I reckon oh, they've gone in and they've, they've made some it. changes, I reckon. Well, I'd love to see what the original movie is then, because yes. this is clearly... And that whole framing so device with Mulch Diggums at the start and at the end, that reeked of oh, being written recut. in. Yeah, of course. That was yeah. reeked of being um, recut. Okay, so let, let, let's let's do that. Um, so yeah, it starts it starts with Mulch Diggum getting kidnapped by MI6, or t- arrested by MI6, yeah. and interviewed, which, okay, couple things that I instantly was like, what the fuck are you doing? The whole point about the fairy people is they all... I, I'm pretty sure they all agree that they shouldn't be discovered. They yep. all are happy to be secret. Yep. Yeah. And they put a lot of effort into being secret. So the idea that you introduce your entire fairy universe with a character spilling the beans. Yes. A character like Mulch Diggum, because I think that they thought that he, Josh Gad, was... Josh Gad? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Was the most charismatic part and the most fun for kids, which is interesting, maybe not. I don't know. Is so strange because if you're a kid and you watch this, if you want a kid to like this movie, I would be certain that the kind of kid that reads Artemis Fowl and likes it would think that's dumb. Because mm. kids are kind of sticklers for that. I I would think. And this is what I mean. About I was the book, not I was talking down to you. Yeah. Oh. Whereas this film talks down to you quite so a bit. So much. So instantly it talks down to you. Diggum, mm. just not charismatic. I don't know if they gave him too much room because it definitely felt like it was again one of those moments like a Ghostbusters moment it's like oh just just this just bit go. just yeah just go and you'll you'll make it funny and it didn't work I don't think he's that funny of a person I don't know I, I, I think I kind of get why they keep chucking him out there because he's probably in the right circles but I have never seen Josh Gad do a good enough job for, for me to to justify what he gets given yeah this is but true but you know Frozen Frozen <laughs> Book of Mormon Yep. And like even just like the line He's Olaf, kid. that he says <laughs> Um Let me tell you let me tell you the story of Artemis Fowl. I'm like, what You don't need that. What? Yeah. It's a cold how, open. Like it was also how crazy dumb do you think people are? I forgot about it and then it got to the end, I'm like, Oh yeah, he's still in yeah. prison by MI six. How does this fit in with anything? Yeah, I was really confused with it. Um And the whole point that what I liked as well is that these sort of legends and fairy tales that we've got is sort of like all the source material that you had on these things. Yeah. Even our sort of misconstruing yeah. of yeah. the term leprechaun 
It's the leprechaun. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I just thought it was so clever that there's all these things underneath yep. and that we've sort of stuffed it up with these sort oh, of fairy yeah. tales. Yep. And none of that mystique is there. And you just completely shot yourself in the foot right from the opening scene. So, so we go from Old Stigum and then it cuts to some quite nice shots of Ireland and then it cuts to Artemis Fowl surfing. Now, Artemis yes, Fowl doesn't surfing. surf. Yeah, okay, my we, fourth note. Why no, does he surf? Note. Is part of his character... I thought... Yeah, I had here. I thought a part of his whole character is that he's not physical. Yeah, that he so, has yeah. almost no physical ability. And the best... Like, some of the best parts of the book are when he is tasked to do something physical and he just can't because he's so fucking... I'm glad you brought the book on for and shit. And it's so funny. And it's so funny that they would start with him surfing, which is one of the most physically taxing... I, Gotta make him relatable. Gotta make him relatable I, to kids. I knew that this film was going to be atrocious as soon as I saw that surfboard. Yeah, right? You have him surf... You have him go to high school, which, wow. Like, why? It's like my third note. My first note is, this is already all sorts of whack, which is like, because of mulch. You talk about him cloning a sheep. Why is he in high school? He clones a fucking goat. Like, what? You should surround him then with uh, a class of- Of intelligent geniuses. No, or of much older students to show that you skipped right through to the- So many choices. So many choices. Anyway, I just uh, bring your attention to the opening page of the very first book. And so they didn't even need to read the book. We they haven't even to... got past the first page yet. All your examples <laughs> that discount this film have been on the first I hope, page. I hope we stick with it, but I know we won't. So uh, uh, here... <clears throat> uh, a reading by Alex Norris. That's right. Ho Chi Minh City in the summer, sweltering by anyone's standards. Needless to say, Artemis Fowl would not have been willing to put up with such discomfort if something extremely important had not been at stake. Important to the plan. Sun did not suit Artemis. He did not look well in it. Long hours indoors in front of the monitor had bleached the glow from his skin. He was white as a vampire and almost as testy in the light of day. And yet he surfs! <laughs> not only does he surf... And, he's, and he does he, the weird cool skateboard. Al- he all-terrain skateboards. That was... Oh. That was... Okay. That was like me going... Oh. This is not Spy Kids. <laughs> it's not... Anyway, <laughs> so then you cut to high school and I'm pretty sure they only have the high school bit to make him seem relatable, but he shouldn't be relatable. He should only be no, relatable Zach, to Zach. very smart kids but Zach. and kids who, f- and, and like the whole bit about the high school thing is to make him seem like he's out of place and he has nowhere to belong, but that doesn't become po- important for any part of the movie. His arc is not about friendship. No. They try to ham fist it in, but you should just not have that scene. And the psychiatrist scene is so fucking funny because you have a child psychiatrist, which I'm pretty sure he was. He was like a school counsellor. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. His office is in view of all these other people. Yep. A fucking school counsellor who has to talk to kids who are getting like abused and like going through problems. I don't think they want to be looked at by their classmates, but you have his office in full view of all these other students. And it's so funny to me. It's like, how stupid. Do you think everyone is in this scenario? <laughs> Zach, but that's faithful to the book. Because I opened to the prologue. Yeah. So before the opening page. And it goes here. Um, how does one describe Artemis Fowl? Various psychiatrists have tried and failed. The main problem oh. is Artemis' own intelligence. Oh he bamboozles God. every test thrown at him. 
He has puzzled the greatest medical minds and sent many of them gibbering to their own hospitals. So also, they needed that scene also, to be any any resemblance to the book. So you go from Maltz Diggum <laughs> doing exposition about Artemis Fowl to the psychiatrist doing an exposition about Artemis Fowl where he goes, oh, I miss your mum. She was such a good woman. Why does he know her mu- his oh, mum? And, and that's when I cried a little bit because they just killed the mother. Who is such an important and I go, part maybe, of his character. Because it's go, one of the primary motivators for him. Because he... I, I don't. I don't remember if he hates his dad, but he definitely dismisses his dad. Well, the dad, the whole uh, dad, it's absent, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. absent, yeah. and he stuffed up the fortune, and yeah. the Fowl family has yeah. lost a lot of money. So he has to like do this whole like grow up thing where he he sees it. He he thinks that he has to take it on because he doesn't think his dad's capable of it, yeah. and his mum needs help. He's yeah. saving so the he's family. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Gold. He, he likes gold because gold <sighs> always stays the same money. That's right. Yes. It's always valuable. And, and then he's also got the secondary motivator of trying to help his mother. Yeah, I that's think. right. And so and. And I go, well, maybe your mum's such a good woman. Maybe he's referring to that she's so mentally ill that he hasn't seen her in some time. Yeah. But no, later on in the film, it made it very clear she's that dead, mother's yeah. not in the picture. Um, that yeah, she's just she's dead. She's dead. Because she can't be Colin Farrell. And I point, I point to right at the end of the book here where he gets his wish and it cures his mum's mental Alex, illness. Alex, Alex, please, wait, um, wait. We'll get there, man. <laughs> I promise you, you'll that, get there. That moment, that such nice moment was robbed. Um, <laughs> robbed from us all. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's good. It's funny. <laughs> I I did like the dialogue in this movie is so shit. Sorry, oh, it's so bar- badly written. But I was gonna say, but what about like the lovely moment where Holly uses the magic to save Butler instead? No, save it for the third book. Yep, because the third book, <laughs> Butler becomes vulnerable, that. and yeah. you're like, oh my god, like you know this guy who's been standing by. What is Artemis without Butler? Mm. That's the whole point of the third book, not the first film. You've already tried to squeeze in the Arctic incident and this book into one yeah, film. You just so now pepper in I've elements al- of the third I've as just, well. I've just always loved that Artemis is kind of almost to the point of him being an invalid. That's how physically weak he yes. is. I love it. I and love I related so to that. Good. I was an incredibly uncoordinated <laughs> child, which we've established on this podcast. It's great. It's great. Uh, so you're saying you don't relate to this movie, Artemis? No, all? not at all. Okay. But he's so self-assured and he's so relatable, prickish. Yeah, that was me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was all of us. <laughs> but yeah, Zach, you were saying about the writing. It so is just, bad. I, I just have one thing here where, yeah, um, he's talking to the psychiatrist and, and just in the most cliche way possible, the psychiatrist is talking to him and, and he goes, well, doctor, you have all the answers. And you're like, he said like one thing to you, Artemis. What do you mean all the answers? What are you talking about? You're an intelligent child. <laughs> just don't talk. <laughs> and his intelligence is displayed as this sort of petty... Yeah. Like, I'm going to get back at you. Because you've talked thing. about my mum. Like, yeah. Who is now dead for some reason. And the psychiatrist doesn't act like an adult. He no. just he just tries to barb... Uh, he doesn't go... He wants so, to I know, I know you're really of, smart, yeah. and you're probably smarter than I am, but that doesn't mean you're capable of processing all the things that have happened to you. So, how about mm. we just chat? Mm. Like, that would be a sensible psychiatrist in that Because there are absolutely child geniuses out there who just can't aren't capable of handling... Because emotional intelligence is a thing. Yes. And I think... If, and Artemis does really struggle with that. Yeah, that's one of the things I remember too. He he does... Because obviously he would, because he, he doesn't relate to people. So mm. why would he have any ease empathising with people? Mm. But that was just like the start of it. Like the dialogue is just lazy and cliche. Like, they, it wasn't even that they used cliches to fill in gaps. They just threw cliches on the board. And they're like, we need to make scenes out of these cliches. Yes, please. And then it was also like, you get exposition. You get exposition. <laughs> like... Ugh. Line dump. Dad gets exposition. <laughs> Mum gets exposition. Oh, she's dead. Exposition. <laughs> it's just basically an exposition film. Oh, it's so bad. Um, it's basil exposition is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's just... Oh. Um, 
oh yeah so it cuts from the psychiatrist's office to him doing the wicked cool shit on the all-terrain bike so i've got here how much wicked cool shit does artemis do <laughs> just because like why <laughs> why does he need to do that he doesn't he does this so is the whole bad. fucking point He's cool enough as it is without having... Oh, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> like- no, I agree. <laughs> Alex, you doing okay? Do you need to take a break? No, so, like- and then at th- this point I've got... We're, we're not even 20 minutes into the film. Because this is when like- they talk about how his dad's always absent and then bring his dad into the picture and you just have like a 10-minute scene with Colin Farrell. Yeah, and um, I I was watching this film and I was thinking of many other films that tackled uh, certain subject matter better oh. um and so that absent father thing i was remembering i don't know if either of you have seen richie rich no uh, i'm familiar with richie rich i love macaulay richie culkin rich. i am familiar parents with go rich. missing yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know you sort of uh, but you know dad's missing up on the this sort of big computer monitor that he's got and you know you see the emotion you can't find his dad and then i don't know you see this and it's like well it's the most stupid line ever it's like and i'm like he's gonna drop the going milk. again he's gonna drop the milk he's gonna drop the milk and he's dropped the milk and i was like oh there you go. <laughs> Cliche. And, and 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 like even him talking to Colin Farrell, he's like, I've got to go. And he's like... You said that the last yeah, time. <laughs> he's in front of you. That's not how kids who are abandoned talk to parents who they want to spend time... They are... Oh, it's just like so lazy because... Got- it's also, it also is like, is like, oh, I spent so much time with my dad, then dad has to leave. It's like, why are you leaving? It's like, you just spent like a whole week with him. Yeah. Like, he would desperately... It's called tr- selfishness, Artemis. <laughs> Wouldn't he just be hiding the fact that he's... Oh, yeah. uh, some parents have to work, Artemis. Uh, like, you know. Uh, you, yeah, he seems disappointed that his dad has to do his job. Like, yep. That's just all parents. Like, yep, f- that's right. Yep. Um, and like, deal, Artemis. <laughs> this movie is too Disney, like way too Disney. Like that whole way idea too Disney. that he's... Um, annoyed and pissed off that his dad has to leave and it's his dad's fault and his dad knows it's his fault and they the gra- kids are right mm. it's just too Disney it's just so Disney they grafted the Harry Potter now what Harry Potter did really well is that Harry didn't know any of the wizarding world at all oh yeah it's a great little and tool and so you know his eyes are open to the wonder of it yeah. all and, we, and, and it's presented to him and us as the audience that's at the right. same time that's right exactly. and he's an orphan right exactly so uh, what they do here well. and that's so successful right it's spanned uh, so many films I wouldn't so much say money, successful right you know it's, it's, <laughs> I wouldn't and say so trillion dollar franchise that's no, right no, no, you no, know no, so right. successful uh, it, was a very, it was a very popular indie film it was a yeah. small little film did okay did okay for its legs and so the, what they decided to do was let's graft that Harry Potter narrative onto Artemis Fowl and so rob bad. him of any agency so that he bad. ever had so in bad. the fucking book. So, uh, you know, Artemis's dad is now the secret collector of all things fairy, Why? you know, world. I've got a note about his secret room that I'll talk about. I hope you guys had this problem as well. I probably, probably won't, but maybe you'll join with me in the hate <laughs> later on. <laughs> and so dad is now suddenly an expert. And uh, he doesn't know anything mm. about this. He, yeah, he gets these sort of stories from his dad. Uh, he's practically an orphan. They've already killed the mum when the mum's not dead in the book. Except, and then except I'm pretty sure away. orphans would say, well, no, he's got a dad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I he know. spends time well, no, with that dad. That's what I'm saying. They're, yeah, trying yeah. To, they're trying to graph the Harry Potter narrative oh, onto Artemis Fell. And so then Butler takes him to the thing and his eyes are open to the possibilities of magic. And isn't it wonderful, kids? And oh, no. It's just it robs him of. He's the one that figures it out. I know. I he's know. the one that fig- outsmarts he, it all. Yeah, he's the smart. I know. And From this opening, I was just reading the opening chapter alone. No, no I'm just saying. <laughs> shows how intelligent he is and how many steps ahead this character is thinking. Oh man, he's easily the smartest character when he walks into that room. 
the smartest person. And is there any moment in this film where you can go, fuck, Artemis is the fucking smartest guy in this room. It's, there's a couple there's moments like, where they attempt it yeah, and he like, doesn't pull it off. It's like when Mulch is coming in and he's like, ha ha ha, they're doing exactly what I predicted. I'm like, what? When, when, when did, did you predict? When did you predict? And then it was also like, and then it was also like, but I don't understand what's happening because Maltz just comes in. They're like, he found this. It's like, okay, this Maltz might not is, be a problem so with his weird. character. I think this is a problem with the story structure and the movie itself because they rob him. I was going to he- say one of the scenes I didn't mind was when they start showing up after he's kidnapped Holly and he's on the lighthouse and he's like, Ah, oh, Butler, it's happening. Okay, do you think we're prepared? No, nah, I'm a little scared, but you know, what's the point of not scared? Being scared? Preferable to dead. Exactly. Yeah. Now, that, that was, was okay. Thing Exa- that was okay. And mm. and I kept thinking, if you started the movie, we'll get to this, where Holly is supposed to plant the acorn, that would have been a better movie. If you start the movie with him being the villain, as you say, mm. and Holly being your introduction to it all, or, or like- even-, even if you keep the same elements, like we, we start the movie there and then he captures, and then we learn that his dad's gone missing. There you go. It's still a better way of yeah. telling that story. Yeah. Because the biggest- problem with Artemis is like how is he getting away with all these you know nefarious things how is he traveling to Ho Chi Minh oh and how is he doing all this I just I because just... his two parents are so absent yeah that this it's is like the, this is the fucking thing he says to Colin Farrell just before he leaves all I really want is to believe in you what yeah I was like that's not fucking Artemis like I what do you, you not believe in it who are you, you? actually uh, it's just, who are you it's so bad <laughs> imposter um and like all the music and all that shit and I just like I, I thought, is this supposed to be like Lord of the Rings? Like the music and the very, tone is so Lord like, of the especially Rings. Especially, very. Like, I think they just leaned into like Irish folk because that's like where the fairy yeah, tale comes yeah, from. I think yeah, they absolutely. leaned into that real hard. But it was like at the start, I'm like, I don't know why. I'm like, I like the music. It's just really fucking with my sense of tone. Yes. Like I was like, uh, I like the music, but I don't know how I'm supposed to like. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. weird. Yeah, and and then um then then we get introduced to Butler, and the I was Butler. immediately like, why are Butler's eyes blue? I understand that in the book, it's so blue, it's supposed to be black. Yep. That's the line that comes up. Yep. But it's so off-putting in the film. But if you changed film, him, yep. why not stick with the change? Why not make him different? Yep. Because that's fine, but you just need to stick with it. Like, you can't... And the whole point, and, you know, how he uh, breaks free of the time freeze later on and the memory wipe and everything, which isn't... They don't even attempt to wipe his memory. This is part of the thing... I have some issues with film. that small Italian town. Well, no, the small Italian town, they show it and they've wiped Men in Black style yeah. all these people's memory of the troll attack and they do not once attempt to wipe the mind of oh, Artemis. Yeah, it's because the fowls are like working with the fairies. They protect, they're like the human agents. They no. Prote- like at the no. end, it's like, what does Josh Gad say? Like, he says, leave the fowls fr- alone. Yeah, they keep the peace or something. <laughs> Which, <laughs> at what point did... Did they make an accord where they're like, okay, you can help us protect the fairy world? I don't remember that and, happening. Um, I don't but know. I could be mad. And I don't know why you would. So what is Artem- what is the foul family done? What do they from get the fairy- out of it? From the fairy perspective, what have they done they to warrant such a... They protect the Aculos from the fairies that would be Oh, uh, this is true. Okay. But they also kidnapped Holly and but- killed quite a few fairies. They shot the time thing yeah. and then that killed but, the fairies. See, I wasn't sure about my is this killing fairies, but then we see later on it's just like kind of warping them around. Yeah, because there's no Holly death did. in this movie. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Because it's too Disney for Because oh. I thought that was that was too real. It's like we just lost a fairy, and I'm like, did a fairy just die, die? in this Disney movie? And then later on when it's collapsing and you see Holly get sucked in, it just kind of kind of warps them a bit. Well, when they nearly killed Butler, I was like, if you kill Butler, I will fucking throw a fit. <laughs> I was so I was so mad. But I was also like, I was also like, I, I know what they're trying to do here, but like, she's walking away. It's like, they're going to turn the magic back on. They're going to oh, turn exactly the magic back on. I knew exactly what was going to happen. And then it's like, turn the magic back on. And it lights up in her face. And I'm like, 
Ugh. <laughs> I was like, if you kill Butler, that I is, will be seething That is with still rage. just talking down. Because yes. that's just like, oh, kids, do you feel good now that Butler's saved? And you're like, but do anyone, does anyone care about Butler? Nothing against, again, the actor. Hmm. Butler's not given anything here to make him... Make people want him to be alive. He's yeah. just—he—he's pretty much just another one of those fairies in the background. Hmm. And I must admit that I think it's difficult to adapt this book. In the well, sense, I can see ways to do this. They're just too lazy about it. It's—it's it's all in his head. So we hear his inner thoughts. He doesn't mm. verbalize. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. So it's very hard it's to hard show that to do the thinking in the exposition. That's the right. book is allowed to do because that's it's in his right. Head. Yeah, because yes. it's naturally that's part of the Absolutely. medium. But a lot of the joy is in Artemis talking to himself. Um, yeah, and you're robbed of that. But there's, there are ways of doing so many it. Ways I can think of. Mm. Like you have a whole like, a, Holly's kidnapped. She's in a cell. You just have a scene where she's like, "How did you? How do you know that I'm real? What what happened here?" And maybe he pulls the book out. You don't have to. T- you don't have to do the whole. No, Jimmy no, scene. but Daddy's Daddy's diary is it now? You, Daddy's you, diary that you he pull the book found out in like ten and, seconds, and, and, yep. and, and then he starts reading. We'll get from to that it. in a minute. He starts reading from it. <laughs> And she goes, "How do you? Re- how can you? How do you read Gnomish? What the? What is going on? Who are That's you?" That's right, because he translates it in the book. And you can just have him go. He spends. Me? A, it's a whole chapter. Me? It's called Chapter Two. Close. Close hold the book. Hold on. Hold on. Chapter Two. Translation. Yeah. Close he the translates book. it. Close the book. Walk away, going, "I'm Artemis Fowl," and that's and that's like your second scene in the movie. Now, and there's all this, uh, you know, Gnomish written throughout the book on every page. In fact, there is Gnomish written. Which, if you go to the website and translate it, which is part of the joy of a child as well, it actually tells another hidden message in the... like. That's you know. another thing you could put in the movie. You could put little detail. You could put Gnomish in his house all over the place. And all of it is maybe when you transcribe it all in order in the movie, it, it tells the plan that he's laid out to, to, to take these fairies yeah. away, which maybe doesn't make sense because the fairies would see it, but whatever. No, I'm saying like you have it in the corner exactly, of every frame exactly. or something like that. Maybe you've got it on a whiteboard mm. and it's his plan is in Gnomish because he needs to prove that he's got Gnomish down so well. I don't know. There are ways. Um, so many ways. Can we get to Morgan's point there about the diary? Right? I have real problems with this fucking diary. So, uh, no, um, sh- no. no. Diary's not in the books, is it? No. Because the, the, the father doesn't know. The father doesn't know. <laughs> Daddy doesn't know. <laughs> Daddy doesn't the know fairies that fairies are, are real. <laughs> so he comes up with this poem that Dad's been reciting to him that every night. That was so night. Disney. That was just Disney in a... Oh, it was like what was, gross what was like, It's like, oh, the wind he didn't give wings. me the start, but May he gave ro- me the ending. Oh, the, oh, <laughs> the road come rush up to your feet. And like... If why why would the dad if the dad it's wants to protect the him why does, the tail or whatever it is and if the dad wants to thing, protect why is, him why is he preparing him why is the dad leaving a message when he doesn't want his son to know and what what is he protecting him from it doesn't seem like the fairies are coming after him at no, this point they're not and in fact uh, from the dad's perspective they've been nothing but good yeah that oh, was what, one of, what, what we're presented this is, is one of the things Holly's dad and Adam's like dad are buddies and yeah. so they have to you know we're not shown anything about the aggressive yeah. to the dad in order to protect Artemis yeah. and protect yep. him from yep. all this thing no 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 and so he figures it out in like 10 seconds flat which I don't have a problem with the character's smart but you haven't established anywhere in the so, film prior to that how intelligent Artemis is I'm, I'm just thinking now this, is, go, a, mm, this is a much there. easier way of doing that as well there's okay? the diary like, it's just like, oh, that, that's literally the spent of time. You have that whole rush scene where he's like talking to his dad and he's like, oh, I want you be- I want you to be here. I want you to be my dad. You don't have that. What you have is the dad's there. The dad shows up for like a second. He's like, oh, dad's back. Oh, sick, sick. Okay. Hey, dad, how you doing? And he spends like a minute with him. And then he goes, 
I got to go again. He's like, oh, can I come with you? He's like, not yet, but one day. Um, and then he just points to Butler. And he's like, you know, Dumbavoy, um, make sure he do- does his homework. No. Make sure he does his homework. Do something. Butler, Butler make sure he doesn't nap. And he goes, yes, sir. Shakes his hand, shows that they're friends. And then he goes off and then you follow the dad for a little bit. And the dad's on just like a routine thing. Maybe he's buying something. Uh, and then a bunch of fairy lights happen. And then he gets kidnapped. Uh, but he just because they know Russia. he's got the, or- uh, the, the Aculos. Yeah. He gets kidnapped in Russia yeah. in the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have even shown the father's face no. at all in the film. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're really going to make him the absent father, there are ways where you only see the back of his head or, you know, you only... I'm just seeing, like, a shot with the light at the end of the corridor and you see this figure leaving, like he's leaving the mansion. And you don't see the father's face because he's so fucking absent from the whole... Anyway. No, um, no, that's all right. <laughs> hey. It's okay. You're safe. This here. movie hurt all of us. Hurt, this movie, well, it's funny to me. <laughs> um, so he figures out the dad's diary is like the key to everything. It's like the encyclopedia of fucking everything. Oh my god! And it's so funnily written as well because he like he has that whole bit where he's like, "Do the fairies even know that a war is coming?" <laughs> Like Does that. Artemis know? You're like, what? Why is that in a diary? Yeah, it's like, like stream of today. conscious. Like, ooh. took a shit, <laughs> found a book. <laughs> but, like, it's just so stupid. Um, so and it funny. Reeked of, um, you know, the failed Mummy reboot with Tom Cruise, and we go to Jekyll and Hyde. I wouldn't uh, be surprised to find out Alex Kurtman was involved in the process <laughs> for this movie. No. And and so and you see all these things in the background, and you're like, oh, that's kind of oh, cool. I've not that's seen like, it, but I assume yes. Yeah, so <laughs> it's sort of like, and it sort of hits to a larger building. world. Yeah, because yeah. right, they're yeah. building the Dooku. That's yeah. right. The, Dooku, <laughs> the Dark Universe cinema. Dude, if universe. they announced the Dooku was coming back, I'd be excited because <laughs> we just get more trash. Um, and so that's what that sort of office reeked of. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're setting it up, guys. Yeah. Like, you, we know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> it's Zach, you said you had a problem with that office area as well. What okay, is, so... Do you want to get into we're that? We're almost there, but there is one other thing I want to talk about. So, his dad goes missing, and then there's a news article. There's an international news story. Um, and they go, known collector and art dealer goes missing. Now, that was really interesting, because that's a trope, and that's a cliche that should not exist in our world anymore. Can I ask you guys, how many known collectors and art dealers do you know at, on a celebrity scale? Uh, I watch um, Fake or Fortune on the <laughs> ABC. You know so. can, I, can I ask you another question? <laughs> yeah. If they went missing... <laughs> I wouldn't care would too much. Would it be much. an international <laughs> incident? No. No, no, no. It is, it is, it is like a, a trope. If they were an international... Political Burglar, figure. then yes, it would well, be Well, okay, yeah. But there was that... There was that uh, robbery with those old dudes like yep. a couple of years yeah. back. Yep. That was an international story because it was interesting. And it was yeah, kind of kooky. It was kind of kooky. It's an interesting story. But it wouldn't be like, oh, this he's a millionaire and his name's getting dragged through the mud. It would probably be like, yeah, fuck you, millionaire. <laughs> Get your comeuppance. It would be like um, Rupert Murdoch going missing. Oh, it'd be the best. <laughs> <laughs> if so, so, different thing. But like, I'd be pretty interested if, say, like, Elon Musk went missing, and then yeah. it was revealed they were a, a like a a burglar. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if Elon Musk went world, missing and like... it was revealed he was a burglar, wouldn't you go why? No, you'd go. <laughs> you can afford kind of to buy all yeah. of this shit, Elon. Why are you doing this? <laughs> that is also the thing. It's like antiqu- antiquities dealer goes missing is a burglar. It's like well, they're why? a millionaire. Why don't they just buy the antiquities? <laughs> that is, you know, you can point. make enough money dealing in antiquities. Yeah. Why do you need to? Because they're stealing the, the fairy stuff. And and that's not to say <laughs> the fairies. Yeah, but it's it's okay. So right, but how did the international news media 
know that he's stealing shit for fairies. Hmm? And and hmm? here's the other thing. When the fairies see Mulch Diggum on TV, do they not try to kill him? Because <laughs> that's... It's like, oh my God, one of our kind has been fucking taken by the humans, which is one of Artemis's main threats, is yes. he will reveal fairy nature to the world. And, and... When he's arrested and taken by MI6, right, Mulch, right? I know we're backtracking a little bit. <laughs> we're, we're jumping way forward. We're right. going back and we're going forward at the same time. Yeah, go on. So they have the news trucks all out the front of, of Foul Manor. And so they wait until Mulch approaches Foul yeah, Manor to, to arrest, arrest him. him. Yeah, because he's like, found on the a, grounds. Yeah, is he a known Isn't associate it of fascinating Foul? that and the police, like, who are known for their, like... Uh, openness with the media who are known for just revealing everything about an investigation mm. would take someone they find on the grounds of Foul Manor to the front, as you say, to the front gate to show the media they have found anyone. Wouldn't they just be like, suspects have been found and yes. we are interrogating them now. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mulch Diggums is assisting police with their inquiries and uh, will be brought before the magistrate's it's court also like, in due course. Uh, it's like so getting it's interrogated, it's like, what's your name? Mulch Diggums. Well, that's not true. You don't exist. You're not. Like, they don't do uh, I'm here. Uh, <laughs> Here's another, here's another way of doing that that probably would have been better. Um, Artemis Fowl Jr., the son of the missing Artemis Fowl Sr., has also gone missing. Police are investigating now. That's why we're at the manor, because it's so interesting that both of these ch- people have gone missing. It doesn't make sense why the news and media suspect, is out the front media, of Fowl Manor at the start of that film. Yeah. Yeah. Does it make any sense whatsoever? No, it's weird. Alex. The start no. of the film. So we've talked about the start of the film. The very start of the film is literally just broadcast. And, like, so and it's so weird and badly done. And I'm like, so what bad. is going on? Especially in a in a modern world where the media is so kind of, is not that. Yeah. Like the media is just something else. Like news media is something else now. It's not rocking up to celebrities' houses and going, oh my God, this weird secret. They're What's not, going on? That's TMZ. Not, yeah, it's not TMZ. Not everyone, you know, you don't get CNN doing TMZ that's style. Fucking, uh, and that's, again, that's part of that talking down element. That's just like mm-hmm. instructing kids in a, in a world that existed in the 80s. Like, <laughs> Yes, and you could even, I know it's a bit cliched, but you could even have television newsreader you jump through uh, some, and you have like a Different French channels. one, yeah, and yeah, an yeah. American one. I'll and, tell me a few. Yeah, that sort of thing, you know. <laughs> a Chinese one. And oh then my god, like, yeah, they did have a Japanese news crew at one point. They had the subtitles in Japanese, but it was still the British newscaster. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so okay, bad. so we're now we're now at him finding the. Okay, yeah. yeah so his the, dad goes missing, yep. and and then he gets a call from the big bad. Yeah, we haven't touched so on fascinating. that yet. So fascinating. This is at like the 15-minute mark in the movie, so they've wasted 15 minutes, in my opinion, so far. Yep. Nothing really has happened, but it was so interesting that it was also bad. I was actually into it because it was just bad. <laughs> I had heart palpitations. Oh, it was so funny. It was so <laughs> funny. So he gets the call and he says, rage. Artemis Fowl Jr., you 12-year-old boy who I don't know anything about, you're going to get the Aculos for me. You're a smart boy. 12-year-old boy... <laughs> You are going to fetch this thing that no one in the fairy culture or the human culture can find. Mind blown. Not even just interrogating Artemis Fowl Senior and going, I know you've got it. Where have you got it? You'll never find it. Phone rings. It's his son. Who's this? Artemis Senior. Oh, you have a child. How interesting. I'm going to send my boys after him or I'm going to send my men. I'm going to send my fucking army that I have, apparently. Yeah, which we don't see. No, none of that. Lazier than that. <laughs> Artemis, it's all real. Everything I've told you is true. <laughs> what does that mean to a 12-year-old? 
all those fairy tales I've been reading you as a child. It's, it's all true. true. And uh, may the road go up to meet you and may the wind be in your face. Butler. <laughs> <laughs> Alex has had to turn away. He's had to take a moment. So then Butler reveals the hidden room that is in the hallway floor. Yep. To Artem, is like, you aren't ready for this, but we've got to show you the hidden repository of all these things about fairies. Even though your dad has been talking to you about fairies for your entire fucking life. But you're life. not ready. But you're not ready. Yeah, you're not ready. No. What? Not even just like at it's 9 a, it's o'clock a night at night. Club. It's a nightclub. He yeah? gets up. No, it's like, you can't get in, mate. No ID. Get out. And how how fucking stringent does he have to be to hide that from Artemis? It makes a lot of noise when it opens it up. I, like, not not when he's like five years old does he wake up at any point, find it open, goes Santa? down to his dad studying. Santa? Desperately studying. <laughs> so stupid. Anyway, so the thing that I was particularly like laughing at in this hidden room this hidden room is like covered with all these drawers on the walls. So yep. the first thing Butler does is he goes to one of them and he pulls out another hidden drawer. Now, the thing I kept thinking about is, so th- this is like a hidden panel in the fakes. wall. These drawers are fakes. But it's not even that they hide it because anyone who goes to open the fake drawer would just pull it out. Why are there fake drawers on that wall? It's about the aesthetic. <laughs> yes, that's yes. what I've got here. Aesthetic. But why do you need aesthetic in a hidden fucking room? It's so funny. I was laughing so much at it. I was like, why? Because you need to. You need some place to look good when you're working. But on then the there are real drawers amongst the fake drawers. That's right, because you just don't know what you're going to get with those drawers. And you Artemis, pull open some. And Artemis instantly knows where to find the fucking book. No, he, he puts it together. He puts it together. He puts it together. I did like the little light Oh, that he pulled out and it's like, yeah. oh, oh, I can now read it. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool. I like that. That's a positive. Sorry. <laughs> this was the point where my emotions peaked in the movie <laughs> was the stupid, stupid room drawers and then everything else was like, whatever. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Morgan... I've been doing my notes for all of this. I know you've got notes as uh, well. I, I think we've touched... The only thing we haven't touched on, there's a couple... Um, Foley. Oh, oh, yes. We haven't gotten to Foley yet, but yes. Looked re- like running around. It's, oh. It didn't look great. No. <laughs> um, I thought Harry Potter with their centaurs back in... When was the first one released? Like 2001? Two? Looked better. Much yeah. better. Because they, they hid them and they were mysterious creatures and they were kind of best... Yeah. Like, it is a different... Because, like, part of, like, Foley is a centaur that works in a tech room and they kind of, like... It's interesting, but it's, like, how do you show that? Like, And it's, like, a lot of the time I think he's on, like, a treadmill and they do show that a bit, but it's just, like... He's, like, galloping around, jump. It just looks ridiculous. Like, I just couldn't. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, he does. I couldn't he take does. it seriously, um, like, ever. This is a young Indiana Jones and that's it. I've got that here. Like, there's no tone of diehard. There's no tone of, like, heist. There's no tone of... The, the tone of mystery comes from adventure mystery and figuring out all these riddles and stuff. And I'm like, is that, is that Artemis Fowl? No. I don't remember that being Artemis Fowl. It's not. He does go around the world, but he goes around the world to fight like criminal masterminds because he's a criminal <laughs> mastermind. Yes. Yep. That's right. Um, what <sighs> else did I uh, They casually just dropped that apparently David Bowie was a fairy. Weird, oh, weird that. line. <laughs> That was too that, far. Do you think the humans will ever know? And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? Because that's supposed to be Maltzigan being coy and and roguish, but it just he's come off. To me, it was like that's disrespectful to David Bowie. Surely, if I was his family, I'd be like, get that out of the movie, please. 
remove them. I wouldn't want my name associated with this film at all. Yeah. So we've been going for a while. There's only one thing we haven't really touched on that I think is very important that we should probably touch on. Yes, we're not even halfway uh, through the movie. No, I think we need to touch on the fact that so the first book, Artemis, is the villain, and yep. then we learned this movie needed a villain, so they jumped two books ahead, I believe, yep. and then just kind of destroyed the first half of the, that villain's arc being because yep. so the the villain in this movie is opal cowboy yep uh in the book opal cowboy is a tech is a very tech genius yep. like mm-hmm. owns a lot of the tech and is only ma- is only like s- secretly evil yeah and yes. then la- then it's discovered it's later guy, on yeah. that they're evil but in this one it just comes out they are an evil like almost like anarchist fairy working against yep. And, yeah. and they have secret ties to the government, but they're like kind of a known fugitive because why else would they be acting in the shadows? They also, yeah, they also like had um, Kudjan mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. ham fisted in in I such a weird way. I was way. like, uh, I remember Officer Kudjan. So Kudjan's from the third book too? Kudjan is in the first two, but is, is part of the police force. So he's also secretly and then, evil. And then, but no, he kind of screws up. He and does. And then he ends up working. He Yeah, he, and then he ends up working he gets for Opal. He out and yeah. he ends up working. Okay. Okay. The opal in the yeah. third book um, as like the, her. He doesn't second. start out as very all much bad. a cartoon yeah. villain in this one. Oh yes, like stupidly cartoonish villain, like grinning when he's about to kill children. <laughs> like, yes, yes, and the trillion. <laughs> Can't afford to make a new villain. <laughs> um, no, not at all. And I don't know. Is the real? It was the hesitation from Disney. That we can't have a villain as a central character. We can't have a kid be no, a villain no, 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 as a central character. No. I don't know. It's worse than that. It was just like, what is this garbage? Okay, um, can we make this into a Disney movie? Yeah. All right. Uh, market test it. Change it to fit the market testing. We'll make enough money back off it. Oh, we fucked up. Give it to <laughs> Kenneth Branagh. He can he can do something with it. <laughs> Kenneth, make it diverse. It needs to be diverse. Holly is the first. No, we can't have that. Two. Too we insensitive can, to modern ideals. We can have ideals. a female villain. We can have a female villain. Yes. Uh, we can make, have... Um, maybe she's a female villain. If you don't, don't read the book, we, you don't... You can, yeah, you that's know. right. And make, we don't see her face Yeah, make Root a woman and make her a name so we can attach a name to this so that we can sell to, yes. to adults. Judy Dench, is, she'll do it. Children, remember M from James Bond and Olaf from Frozen? Come watch this. <laughs> yeah, <film>. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who can Josh Gad be in this? Uh, we've got a dwarf character. It's a bit rude to call him a dwarf. We'll make him a big dwarf. Yes, gigantus. <laughs> gigantus. Thereby offending dwarfers. anyone who actually, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's... I don't know. Is Are they uncomfortable with a villain in the central role? And I think they're that... They're uncomfortable with anything new. They're but just then I'm like, I see... Up. Now, it is for an older audience mm. than for a child audience. But you look at um, Infinity War, which is practically a Thanos film. With the Avengers yeah, sort of sprinkled absolutely. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Thanos is the focus yeah. of that film. Which is a very interesting, like a clever way to do it because you can't, like all the other heroes have had so much screen That's time. Right. It would yeah. be kind of and it was boring to drop them out again. For doing absolutely. That. Right. And it, it's a really good move. Yeah, And so Artemis isn't on that genocidal scale, but he's still the villain of this story. You can See, even- I feel like like the way I pitched it before is like you don't even have to picture the villain. Like it's a misunderstanding. Like he he kidnaps, but like it's developed. Like he had his own reasons, and they find common ground. It's like he's not even like you don't even have to make him a villain in that respect. No, this is true. Yeah, like it's not. It's you, you're right. It's not on the scale where there needs to be like this world-ending good guy and bad guy. It is just about him trying to get some the, gold, tricking the fairies. That would be enough for a kid if you could just be mm. like, "Hey, there's this twelve-year-old kid who tricks all the adults." I think kids would be like, "Oh yeah, yeah that this is, is cool. compelling. For That's a kid. interesting. Yes. There's kids a bit of mystery here." That. And, and yeah, and like, you throw in all these fairies and you um, make Holly the protagonist, 
and, and I think kids would be fine with it because as long as you keep throwing Artemis in as a mysterious figure and then by the end you find out why he's doing it all, kids would love it. Because it's mm. like, oh, yeah, I want to be the guy who tricks everything. Or I want to be the person who's smarter than everyone else and is figuring it. You know, everyone's moving around like chess pieces on my big board of mm. game theory or whatever the fuck it is. Kids would love that shit. Yes, I think so. And this is why it's... Uh, I don't know how many copies the book has sold, but it is. It was, a, it was a hit. It was yeah, and it, it generated like, seven... It's seven, se- oh, seven yeah, sequels. Seven sequels. Yeah, like he, made an, he clearly made enough money to keep making them. Yes, yeah. this is true. And that's what made Artemis Fowl so fresh and oh. so different was that dynamic with him not being the hero of the story. Yeah. But yeah. So at the point where he finds Dad's journal and he starts reading about the fairy, then we start cutting to the fairy world. And that was the point I realised that Mulch Diggum was going to be talking to these MI6 guys as part of Artemis's plan and he's going to break out and Artemis is going to pick him up at the end and we're going to find out that they're a team and they're together. And I was like, that's just so fucking lazy and stupid and I don't like it. That whole everything to do with mulch in this movie is Artemis just a bit is Nick stupid. Fury. Oh, it's ge- <laughs> <laughs> exactly like I don't know. It, it, this movie kind of just speaks to me that Disney just are creatively bankrupt and they're not happy to let like the thing that Marvel has in its pocket is probably Kevin Feige, who is allowing people to make these you know creative choices. But Disney don't have... Yeah. They just want everything to be like, kid-friendly and streamlined. What they needed for this is someone who's like, hey, we're looking for people who are familiar with the books to come and potentially work on that. Like, or even they, they, instead of doing that, vision? they were like, well, we'll get a bunch of people together and make yeah. them come up with it instead of being like, who wants to come up with yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> let's trot out Kenneth Branagh to direct it and let's put in people that I we've think, worked with before. And, and I, I hope that this follow, that Artemis Fowl follows the trajectory of um, the series of unfortunate events. You mean Where it gets that, picked up and done, well, Netflix, done right on yeah. TV? Oh. Well, no. So that first film was atrocious, mm. right? A beloved book series, first film out of the gate, atrocious. The series of unfortunate offense book movie. Yeah, I like that movie. Of course, I you think did. it's terrible. <laughs> um, okay, I don't think it's on this level. No, it's nowhere no. near on this level. This is so much worse. Um, and so then you know you get a get a TV show that you know does you know justice to the source material, and. Um, Sort of has that quirky tone mm-hmm. that the book has, Absolutely. which wasn't, I don't think, fully reflected in the original film. Whereas in the TV show, it sort of matches that tone much better. Um, yeah, I just, I hope that this is what we're going to get. I think we're actually past That's another ten years from now. I honestly, man, think, when Disney have let go of it. Well, I think Disney's holding on to this, like, and like Harry Potter is like the shining example. Is like books can be done justice in movies, and I think we're oh, and reaching an yeah. age where. People are like a lot of people are realizing actually no books get a better we can do better justice to books in television, but mm. people are still hung up on th- like movies like yeah, we can s- make movies out of these books. It's like actually like the better deeper richer stories are now beginning to be done in television. See, I think what it is is people for a long time assumed that young adult novels were just Crap. you know yeah they, it was a genre thing like people dismiss young adult novels but there have been quite a few authors who had a crack at it and quite a few of them in my opinion are pretty good mm. so it's i think it's less that people are like oh books can't be adapted it's more that like specific genres of books like romance novels and stuff i don't think people would assume that you could make a good movie out of romance novels but i think there, there are a lot of people who would want to make good movies out of romance novels there's four Which... fifty shades films isn't there so it's like you know <laughs> but there are like well written <laughs> examples i'm sure yes and also like there's stuff like uh 13 reasons why i think there's a lot of stuff like that young adult that people see there's probably potential to make money out of it and that's why they Mm. keep chucking shit like divergent out there which maybe wasn't the best thing but it made a lot of money so it kept making movies and yeah i think maybe disney kept trying to tap into that but they do it wrong every time it seems to me 
Yes. Although now that I think about it, when was the other time they've tried to adapt young adult novels into movies? They've probably done it, but I can't think of them. Oh, uh, the Maze Runner, yeah. uh, Hunger oh, Games. God. Um, was they? Was that Disney? No. No. Uh, that, that's what Disney I'm has thinking. like Disney. I think oh, I'm just. They have a bunch of stuff on Disney Plus. I'm trying to remember, but they do have a couple mm. of mm. like those. Things. They're like just straight to stream movies. But what gets me is you. Uh, I agree that they hold up Harry Potter as this sort of shining light. Yeah. But they take the wrong lesson from particularly that first book. It does so much heavy lifting for the franchise. It is so faithful to the original book. Yes, they do take out some I, slight elements. I love elements, that first movie. I know that, that people say it's book, shit. But that first film is the closest that you get yeah. to a straight adaption of the book. The best yeah. thing about that first movie is if you were a fan, you love that. Well, to my mind, you love that movie because it is, yeah, it is the, you get to see the all the faithful. wonder bits of the first fucking book. You get to see that on the screen mm-hmm. and it's really, really excellent. Yeah. And it's I know like they went, what, it, what amazed movie. people about this book? Well, we're going to make it visual and bring it to yes, life. That's them. right. And they did it beat, beat by beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they just, there's just no heart to this movie at all. And even the second one is still pretty close to the, to yeah. the novel Oh as yeah, well. absolutely. So they, at least, they have a foundation where they start from the same place, yeah. and then and then past that point, you've got a you've got a fan base, and you've, it's become popular, so you can start taking risks and yes, making them into movies yeah. and stuff. And the books got bigger, so you had yeah. to you had to cut a yeah. lot of the shit difference out. is I think like they approach like Harry Potter, and like oh, what did people like about this book? Let's meet it beat for beat. Whereas this, they go, people like the name, they like the concept. People let's just will buy it. Let's just take those and we'll play with them a bit, but like the name and the concept are the same. It's like, but people want those beats. They want those beats that they mm-hmm. liked from the book mm. to be met and mm-hmm. visualized. Mm. Yes, and they don't do it. It's no. it's <laughs> it's very interesting that we started talking about this at this point in the movie, uh, because this is where it started just getting really bad for me when they started introducing the fairy stuff, and the, and like I, I I've just got one. Oh, a couple of things here, like because this is the introduction to Mulch and his people, and he's getting arrested, and there's a whole bunch of dwarves getting arrested, and a bunch of goblins, and you can tell the goblins are bad because they look ugly. And I've just got here, goblins are bad guys because that's not racist. I don't remember goblins from the books. Not really. I don't remember if they're just bad guys. See, I didn't remember goblins, and they did the fire thing, and I'm like, oh, I remember there was people who could do fire, so mm. that was probably the goblins. I vaguely remember them now. Mm. But in a movie that's like supposed to be about diver- or like on brand with Disney is like diversity. I don't think they believe in diversity. I think they just, I, I they understand that you need to have diversity these days because it sells. We want to sell to as many people as possible. Yep. That's why you need to be diverse. Yep. The the whole thing that a whole race of people are represented by their criminals. And like they even say about dwarves, dwarves are just master thieves and pickpockets. I'm like, are all dwarves just criminals? Like mm. racially just criminals? Is that is that true in the books? And I know that they're like they've got you know, they're built to do amazing things, but Mulch specifically is a criminal because he uses his innate physicality to steal. I don't think that means all dwarves are criminals, but that's apparently what it is. Uh, <laughs> it's yes, just so, Zach, it's um, like, what are you doing? <laughs> And what I thought, as soon as I saw the goblins, I was like, are these knockoff Gringotts, Mark? Yeah. <laughs> I was like... In it. In it just. It's just... Paint and blue. Smack them on. Let's go. <laughs> also, like... Uh, so, the bad police guy who get, who infiltrates the police, yeah? Mm. He was a criminal. She pulls some strings. We don't know what crime he committed. Well, he, he was a disgraced officer at this so they've kind of just jumped yeah, his then, story ahead a little bit yeah and a little bit but then it doesn't fit like why would you have such a disgraced officer come back into the high command but there is a scene you police. can do to do this way better than they did it which is Root's in control uh, you know she's she's in her office doing paper like she's getting I, I gotta get stuff done it's a fucking busy day he comes in she goes wait what are you doing here 
you're disgrace. You're not allowed to be in this police station after what you did. And then he holds up like a, a badge or something. He's like, I'm with the council now. I'm here to review your work. Mm. And instantly put him, like you instantly put Root as the good guy, him as the bad guy. He's that Weasley guy that's trying to pick her up on technicalities. And mm. she's just trying to get the job done. And don't you mean, uh, I agree that that scene would be good, but don't you mean like, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they kinda, they, that whole thing is held together with like this, this like vague thing of like the council. Like, yes. It's like, who are the council and why, what are they? Like, it's just like, I don't the council. I, I pulled strings with the, the council, council and now you can become, it's like, what? What What council? It's like vague Where? enough that they're like, yeah, this gets by. The kids won't ask questions. And I'm like, I read the book and I'm, here to ask questions yeah, yeah man and, and I, I gotta say they, they say the kids won't ask questions the kids are gonna turn this off because they won't ask questions and they should the- be asking questions like oh how does this work this world looks so interesting I wanna be a part of I wanna read more about this they don't they just go this just stupid turn it off and what is the most infuriating is that it's taken 20 years to make this film so we're now at a gen- generation where people who read the books in the first instance adults, as they came yeah. out and are have adults their own kids. have their own kids want to bond over this source material and then they get this dumpster fire <laughs> that is this film <laughs> yeah. I-, I have a real question for you though mm. yeah bro Artemis Fowl Aragon which one did I wanted it to worse? say I wanted to say <laughs> we should watch Aragon because the, the, the pain you've got right now over Artemis Fowl is the pain like your Artemis Fowl was my Aragon. I loved those books. I loved the whole story. I don't give a shit that they were ripped off from Star Wars. I love fantasy. I love dragons. I love all that stuff. Yeah, but Star Wars itself was In the same off way, things, you so. wanted to be Harry Potter. <laughs> I wanted a dragon as a kid. <laughs> like, oh, listen, I wanted a dragon too. Yeah. That's another yeah. thing. So, so, watching that movie, and, and I had the same thing. Like, you ruined this character. You ruined these people. You did all the, like, oh, man. Maybe we'll watch it one day and I can talk about how much I hate the Rajak in the, think, that movie. I think we need to actually have a little sub-series where we just go back and we... Childhood trauma. Yep. We've already uh, been doing it, can, but yes, yeah. I agree. <laughs> so we start with Artemis Fowl, you could go Aragon, we could Do whack on... Do you have a movie um, that particularly hurt you? Avatar Last Airbender. Yeah. Um, we could watch that. We could, we could definitely work on a new series <laughs> where we do that. Okay. I'm, I'm for it. Um, we'll call it Sadaptation. <laughs> Love it. I love it. Adaptation is so good. (laughs) (laughs) But um, uh, we've been going for a while, so we might wrap up very soon. I just have Mm. one thing that I positive I thought of this movie, not like a big positive, but like it didn't overtly set up a sequel. And I think I appreciate that um that sent that it wasn't too overly confident. Like the world is there, but it didn't overtly be like Stay tuned, or the Avengers will return. It was like kind of like I don't we'll, know. We'll test the waters. I don't and know. It it it, 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 it I, like it can end there, and you're not left with any questions. It's literally like oh, oh no, we're asking a lot of questions. Uh, but yeah, I think I, I I'm proud of it. Like okay. I fully expected them to be like, and then this. Like I didn't stay to the end of the credits. I will admit I didn't okay. suffer through that. But I'm also but, I was also like I'm glad they didn't be like like was there a jailbreak? I didn't stay. I don't know. I didn't stay. <laughs> Let either. me Google. But, okay, but like, don't you think that the scene where he breaks mulch out of the prison and then he goes are you ready to get to work and they also they have that whole bad villain that isn't actually dealt with i mean i, I think there's plenty of movies that end like that yeah that I've seen, and it's fine yeah. it's not like a completely like yeah, set sorry. up thing it's, it's it's not it's like open to the imagination they're not deluded into thinking that they will get another movie yeah well not after this dumpster exactly fire. like no. i th- i think the big failing here is just disney in general i don't think it feels like no one at Disney is willing to take anything on board as a passion project or even just give anything any passion. It's a risk. Yeah. They don't have anyone there have who wants to make okay, these, well, these, these things. And, and it just shows in this one where like 
they don't want to rely on anyone's talent. They just go market test it, change this, fix that, add this scene in here so kids get it, add this scene in here so there's a blue. Oh, there was okay. One more thing. The mm-hmm. only time, the only thing in this movie that I thought was funny, I didn't laugh. That I thought was funny. Um, you've got Artemis Mulch, Holly, and Butler standing up waiting for the troll to come in, and Holly goes, "I need my gun," and and Butler goes. Oh, I like this for moment. It. Yeah, I'm looking around for it, and then Mulch reaches into his coat and pulls it out. That was the only time there was like Great that moment. worked. That has some chemistry. That indicates some kind of team relationship. It was like a nice moment, and it it's perfect. one moment in yeah. this movie that is well done. I and wanted, it's not in the books. Yeah, I wanted that moment to <laughs> that be. I can remember. <laughs> I wanted more of that that whole mo- that moment yes! to be the whole movie. Yes, like that chemistry. That moment. Oh, oh my god, perfect moment. I will say. And in the opening chapter, um, <laughs> Butler. Butler uh, there's a pickpocket that attempts to pickpocket Butler on the street, and he breaks the guy's hand before he gets there, because he's so attuned and so trained in all these various forms of martial art that he knows he's being pickpocketed. Did you see him in character. the traditional uh, samurai the training? The yeah. outfit. Didn't you see him training with his twelve-year-old niece? No, 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 no. I don't think that's enough. Uh, you can't just smack that in and just you know. Cool. I'm actually... Okay, this is one positive I'm going to take from these movies. Mm. I'm going to read these books again and I think I'm going to have a really good time. That, yeah. That's what I'm going to take yeah, away listen, from this. I'm going to so. read them again. And I, I agree that it is the one moment of chemistry, but mm. it's at the expense... Oh, it's the worst, yeah. ...of Butler's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There. Now, if you had in the original... If you had, if you started it when he had the pickpocket and uh, he snapped the guy's hand... It could be good to show that Mulch is a great thief. That's right. Thief. And yes. then you, then it doesn't diminish Butler's character and it elevates Mulch's Mulch. character. Yeah. And you're like, oh, cool. That's a, that's a great moment. Keep it in. So this might be alluding to another podcast that we've done. Do you want to do a your version of what Artemis found the first movie would be? <laughs> to just heal? Just read the book! <laughs> <laughs> I think we've reached the point where we just, just read the books. Don't just watch the, the movie. Books, yeah. Um, before we finish up today, we've gone on like quickly. What have you been watching this week? Uh, if you can smash it out. Okay. Yeah, I, I've been pounding through TNG. Really, really loving it. I don't know um, what TNG is. Star Trek: The Next Generation. Okay, The Next Generation. Um, I did know that because you're talking about it before. I found <laughs> Adult Swim have got these live streams on their website for free of like seven of their different shows. So if you're desperately looking for shit, go on their website. Maybe watch some. If you're if you're into like weird cuts, if you're looking for the place that made Rick and Morty. It's just got a whole bunch of shit in there that you can just watch for free. I just want to... Alex, we've stopped. You can put the book away. We're on to other stuff now. Yeah. <laughs> also, I watched a really, really interesting movie from the 70s called The Midnight Express. Uh, very long movie. Very strange. I read the book for it as well. Uh, it's very interesting, but it's only if you like 70s movies, I'd say you watch it. It's on Netflix. Go for it. Um, I've been continuing going through Clone Wars. Uh, you know... It's, it's, got, it's, it's getting much better now. I've, I've, uh, I've gone over the hump. It gets there. Um, I'm there. Uh, so I've just finished the rise of Clovis arc. So yep, Clovis yep. has come back and yes. So without spoilers. And, uh, With the, sep- it's the like separate, a whole separatist heavy plot. Yeah, yeah that's the bank, right, yeah. Yes. The whole bank and separate. Yeah. And so I'm there and I'm liking it. I really am. I wish there was more, you know, uh, Savage. Opress, but uh, you can't you can't have everything. You do uh, get more savage. I, I imagine I will. I'm just I'm yearning for that. <laughs> <laughs> and for more Master Plo Koon. He's my favourite Jedi <laughs> of them all. That's good. And uh, he's getting not a lot of screen time, so it hurts me. Often that's good. <laughs> they don't, Plo Koon's the it. one that has a relationship with Ahsoka, yeah, because he found yes, it. Yep, yes, yes, cool, yes, cool, indeed. Cool, cool, and cool, cool. his defining characteristic is that he loves the clones so much and values their life. Yes. He doesn't want them to die. 
He's one of the few that has like he sees them as that's right, and he's like, uh, but love is. He doesn't love them, uh, but he <laughs> values say, emotions their life. bad for yeah. a Jedi. He values, <laughs> he values all life, yeah. and he values, right, sees them as yes. important life. And they're like, we're disposable, uh, General. You yeah. can leave us for dead. Not to me. Yeah. Oh, he's that guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. No, I know that meme. <laughs> <laughs> that meme just resonates with my heart. Anyway, that's what I've been watching. That's all you've been watching. Yes. Um, oh, the- sorry, I have been continuing my journey on that show that Zach recommended, the pa- anime Parasite. Parasite. Yeah. Yes, it's interesting. It deals with some gross things, but it is this sort of intellectually fascinating thing. It presents ideas in a way that I hadn't seen before, yeah. so I'm intrigued. Yeah, see, and yeah, really I will continue. Like I knew you like but it. But it is a bit of a slog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, towards the end, it gets a little better. Um, starts picking up pace. Um, I've had the last week off work, so I've watched a lot. Um, yes. We'll quickly go through. I've watched the first three parts of the Caribbeans. We watched them. They're fun. Love them. Yeah. So, and I, I, watching um, this movie, Alana, because she had not familiar with Artemis Fowl, she was like, you know a movie's like bad when you just it's so overtly written bad? And she was like, I, I enjoyed the parts of the Caribbean. I never had once noticed the writing. And I'm like, I look back, I'm like, those were actually very cleverly well-written movies. They were crafted. Yeah. yeah. It, first three I have a soft spot for four. I know people don't like four and five, but we'll move past that. Um, rewatched Megamind. Hadn't watched that in years. Megamind's Still like fun. Megamind. Um, I rewatched another Kenneth Branagh film because I'm getting... Rewatched it because he's got another one, the sequel coming out. Murder on the Orient Express mm. with Death on the Nile coming soon. Did that make enough money? Oh, wow. I didn't know it was that successful. Yeah. Oh, it, it teased the sequel yeah. to the film. He's yeah, but, okay, but they will only make another one if it makes <laughs> enough money to... Yeah. I, I remembered it when I watched it in the cinema being worse and I was watching it just on the tip. This is fine. It's all right. Hercule, really excited Hercule for Poirot is not an action hero. Don't <laughs> fucking try and make him an action hero. Well, some would argue that potentially Sherlock Holmes is an action hero, but he kind of is now, isn't he? Yeah, but Hercule Poirot is not. No, yeah. he's not. Yeah. At all. Um, he walks around with shoes too tight <laughs> for him and he sort of waddles like a penguin. Like he doesn't... Oh, sorry. That, sad I didn't like that. Yes. <laughs> um, and then I finally got around to watching Extraction... Which is ah, a great action film. Yes. Also, I I, I commented like I because we talk about Adam's Spouse, I was like, mm-hmm. I watched Extraction this week, and it's an action film primarily, still amazingly well written. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's like, what, like, what, what? If an action Why? film can do it, uh, but no, it's great. It had some awesome moments in it. You know what I mean about that twelve-minute, yeah, uh, one-take action sequence where they're like, oh, great, no, not exhausting. What did you actually have no. a question? What did you think of the ending? Because I know they changed the ending specifically. Oh, did they? Yeah. Did you? So when he comes up out of the pool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Originally, no one standing in the background that you couldn't see. Ah. People didn't like that. Apparently, people didn't like the they they like the idea that yeah, potentially also, Rake survived. Yeah, I get that. I do, and I understand why you want to tease that shit. But uh, I don't see how he could have. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair, and that's that. I think that leaves it open. You know your answer, yeah. but it, yeah. I think of people who didn't like the original ending. It <laughs> this is that, a little bit this of is that book we read in high school where where uh, the dad at the end finds his son so riddled with cancer and you're like, no, he saves him. And I'm like, no, he's dead. <laughs> I also recently rewatched Howl's Moving Castle. Great film. That's my favourite Studio Ghibli movie. I think it's oh, a lot Spirited of people. Spirit Away is good. I just forgot. Yeah, it's... I understand, but that's my favourite. Is, is because, I think you're wrong because Spirit Away Because you've got, you've got, yeah, fuck off. You've got Christian Bale. It's so fucking fascinating to me that Christian Bale went, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do yeah. a voiceover. It's wild. Um, But you've also got one of the best, like, character arcs of any of like he's the main character is so great i love her so much sophie sophie's so amazing in so many ways and i read the book finally for that as well it's good it's i forgot how beautifully animated that one it's is so gorgeous like because it's one of the more modern ones so gorgeous astounding uh and then also recently we rewatched 
Get Smart with Steve Carell oh and Hathaway. Uh, fun movie. Like it's 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 just I'm I'm glad they didn't milk it. I think it was just like a nice fun like eh, yeah. whatever re reimagining of the original. <laughs> and then um, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Started it. <laughs> Alex is really having a bad time this week. Alex hates when people yeah. have opinions. <laughs> <laughs> and um, finally started a new TV show this last week. It's an old one. It's finished up already. Uh, it's called Timeless. Um, oh, yeah. It's a TV show about time travel. Um, mm-hmm. One of Eric Kripke's lesser known Kripke, work. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah. And I'll, I'll break down the premise. There's like yeah, a this historian. is She's a historian. And then she learns uh, some terrorists steal the time machine. When was and they, this made? couple of years ago 2012 yeah after, after he left supernatural yeah after he left maybe yeah because i thought well, he did something else after he yeah, left supernatural. Um, that one about all the power went off oh blackout or something no no no, no. there blackout. was something that i was watching that he did and it was 2016 to 2018 excellent. time this was so. i'll look this up because but um yeah so like yeah they it's like this team and they travel back in time to stop these terrorists from there's from they're essentially trying to sabotage america and okay. stop it from being becoming America is essentially the plot so far. It ran for like two seasons and then got cancelled, and they're doing a movie to wrap oh. it up. Currently. Oh, cool! Eric Kripke helped write the boys. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, oh, but right. uh, it's fun, and um, I only just found out today. But the one of the main characters is the voice of Anakin in Clone Wars. So I'm like, <laughs> there you go. made me love okay. him more. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's all I've been watching. But it was a lot. So <laughs> but yeah. Um, thank you for uh, suffering through that movie, Alex. Uh, it was it was. Alex's turn this week, and I was like, mm. "But Alex, Adam's file comes out. We got to talk about it at some point." And he, we decided, and I think rightly that this whole episode needed to be about it. And I think I, I was preparing the right decision. I had to be constantly contrarian, but I would like to point out that Alex chose Adam's file because he was too lazy to find his other movie. No, no, my other film wasn't streamable. <laughs> so I will also say though, like the we've gone over time. I think we needed the time to talk about this movie. Oh, we weren't finished. We couldn't. We couldn't have. We couldn't have fit this into the thirty-minute end no, cap of our normal It was, too much. End, it was so. too much. It was, which is why I think adaptation is a great idea. Oh, I think so. I think brilliant. so. Look right. out for if adaptation. anything, this is proof of concept. Um, yeah, this could be the pilot. <laughs> but yeah, until next week. Uh, thank you for coming on, guys. And, yeah, thank you for uh, yes, uh, watching oh, this with me and sharing this, my pain. This was a delight for me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Bye bye. Don't watch this film. This has been a Spiky Trap Radio production. For more Spiky Trap Radio content, please head to spikytrap.com.